How's it going, everybody? This is Chris. Welcome to episode 311 of X-Lapsed, where, you know, I was uh, I was going to do the whole preface where it's like, hey, this might be a quicker than normal episode, uh, because we are still doing Unlimited. We're still catching up on the, uh, the Infinity comics here, which are, generally speaking, quicker episodes to, uh, to perform, and, you know, they're, they're just, they're, they're kind of slight <laughs> in comparison to uh, some of the meteor episodes here. And so I was all ready to say, ah, this will be a quick one. But I feel like every time I do that, like 45 minutes later, I'm still sitting here talking to myself like an idiot. So I won't say that. We'll just hop in and see where we go. Uh, we are kicking things off with X-Men Unlimited, Volume 3, Number 18. We'll say January 2022 cover. Story is called Paradise Lost, Chapter 6, Kinda Nice to Merit. Written by Fabian Niciesa with art by Matthew Horick. Colors, Rachel Rosenberg. Letters, VCs, Joe Sabino. Edits, Amaro white Sabolsky. This one popped up on Marvel Unlimited on January 17th of 2022. And, uh, yeah, this story's still going on. It's not a bad story. It just, uh, it's kind of taking its sweet time making its point. Um, now we open with, uh, well, if you've been following along with, uh, the Paradise Lost series, uh, you probably know that we're going to be coming back with yet another unfunny rejoinder. And yes, that's exactly what we're doing. Now this time it's from Joe. Dungeon Guard number 144, Joe. Just random, random dude, which, um, random dude is funny, right? No, not really. Uh, it's not funny. Uh, not even like in that lazy LOL random internet sort of way. It's just like, okay, let's get on with it. Uh, we hop back into our main event here where a depowered-looking cane is sat shackled and surrounded by a bunch of rent baddies Now, it turns out, we're about to learn that the Warden didn't actually get access to Kane's armor last chapter, though it did kind of look like he did. Maybe Kane made his armor vanish in order to make our big bad think he was successful, or maybe he vanished it as a defense mechanism to keep him from taking it. I don't know. All I do know is that Kane still got it, because, like, in three panels, he's going to reveal it. And as we know from reading the, you know, the recent, the flashback sequence in the recent Juggernaut miniseries, the armor isn't something that he just wears, it's actually something that resides inside of him. It was that whole limbo thing that we that we read back then. If we shift over to our co-star, well, he's still decapitated. Deadpool is there with without his head. Uh, Kane calmly asks the uh, Dungeoneers to reattach Wade's decap to his tated, uh, the baddies do not comply, and so Kane becomes the juggernaut and delivers a Wolverine misquote. He says, run or die. Yeah, that, that, that's clearly ride or die, right? I don't know. Uh, anyway, he catches one of the bad guys, and he demands to know where the warden went, and, uh, well, he finds out pretty quick, because 
From here, we hop ahead 10 minutes to where we join Kane and Wade in a jump ship headed to Krakoa. Now, Primus is also there, but uh, at this point, he's uh, kind of just a blob of limbs. If you remember last chapter, he kind of went down and shattered and was just blech. Anyway, while they head, we find out that the Warden has already arrived. Now, you see, he manages to actually get onto Krakoa by using several of his stolen superpowers. Now, first, he wafts in via morning condensation using the powers of Black Fog. Now, Black Fog is a character who first appeared in Hulk Volume 2, number 32. This was June 2011, cover date. And this was the uh, Red Hulk volume. You know, the, uh, the General Ross uh, Hulk. But by this point in the volume, uh, Loeb and McGinnis had moved on, so, like, nobody was still reading it anymore. Anyway, now his powers, the Black Fog, afford him the ability to teleport via, well, fog. He then contacts Krakoa using the powers of Plant Man slash Blackheath slash Terraformer. Now, of course, we met Plant Man during the Essential X-Lapse series, and he was part of that awful Magia group that Roy Thomas shoved into the book shortly after he took over the scripting duties. Now, his first appearance was in Strange Tales number 113, that's July 1963, cover date. He would take on the Blackheath identity in Thunderbolts number 67, September 2002 cover date, and that one was written by Fabian Nicieza. And Terraformer was one of the Plant Man's simuloids, which had uh, wound up developing its own identity. Next, our human adaptoid uses the powers of Morpheus to lull Krakoa to sleep. And I'm guessing we're not talking about the Neil Gaiman stuff here, so... uh... We'll have to dig into the Marvel Wiki to learn about, uh, you know, Marvel's Morpheus, and... Huh. Well, if the site is right, this is a rather deep cut indeed. Uh, Morpheus appeared once. Hmm. In Captain America number 15, April 1942 cover... That, that can't be right, can it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, from here... He used the powers of 30 unnamed telepaths to engage all quarter of a million people on Krakoa, an attempt to lull them all to sleep here, and uh, the ones who proved to be tougher nuts to crack were then slammed with some nebulous Deadpool power, referred to as Cerebral Cellular Instability. Okay, then. Uh, the Warden name-drops Betsy Britton here. He's like, oh, nice try, Ms. Braddock, but, uh, I mean, she's either at the lighthouse or in Otherworld at this point, right? Right? I mean, what are you going to do? I really, I can't blame Fabian for not reading Excalibur. (laughs) Lord knows I wouldn't if I wasn't doing this show. Anyway, from here, we see some slumbering mutants, including Wolverine, Mr. Sinister, Emma Frost, and finally, Professor X, who, just like Joe Frazier two chapters ago, goes down. Now, the thing of it is, Charles isn't totally out cold just yet, and he uses the last of his mental strength to telepathically reach out to his stepbrother. And it's a rather weak distress call at first, and this makes Jugs think that he's just hearing things. And he asks Wade if he heard it too, which unfortunately invites a pretty bad joke which will be repeated at least two more times before the end of this chapter, and I won't even go into it. It's not like it's offensive or anything, it's just it's just not funny. It really isn't. Speaking of unfunny, um, we do get an Arnim Zola name drop here, and uh, Nisiesa does sidestep the word Nazi, so we don't, we don't get any more of that just yet. Anyway, so, the two fellas are here, they're talking about Krakoa. What is Krakoa? What is, uh, you know, this mutant nation? And uh, how it would be nice if uh, they raided enough to be welcome there. You know, they are ex-adjacent, right? 
But, I mean, at the same time, hasn't hasn't Wade been, like, a pretty busy dude in the Marvel Universe for the past, you know, decade plus? Uh, I'm pretty sure he's rated higher than, like, any X-Men in some circles. As if to say, you know, Marvel wasn't purposely and actively trying to tank his popularity. Anyway, by now, Xavier's SOS has actually gotten through. He tells Kane about what's happened, you know, the entire island's asleep, they've been infiltrated, yada, yada, yada. And so our heroes are, well, they're, they're still... Headed to Krakoa Only harder, I guess I don't know So uh, moments later they arrive And uh, as they approach They're kind of fearful that Even though the island is currently asleep It may not be keen on their being there You know, They're not mutants So uh, what might happen here? So you figure they might want to land Softly and without incident, right? Just like, we'll slip on We'll do the thing, we'll get out So in order to do that, uh, they, well, they crash the jump ship directly into the ground here. They slam this bitch, And uh, it hits the warden, though, so I guess that's good. Uh, Juggernaut grabs the jar of Primus, and uh, we're off to the races. Or, rather, we will be next time. Here, though, we do wrap up with, I think, Krakoa waking up? I mean, it's a giant, earthy face, but the language it's speaking doesn't look like any Krakoan that we know. Uh, Maybe I'm wrong. Anyway, that is where we leave it. And, you know, like I said, this was perfectly fine. Uh, A pretty slight story. Uh, It's really taken its time, though. I feel like... uh... I feel like this one's had its uh, had its day, and uh, we need to we need to get get through it here. Uh, I did see that next uh, chapter is referred to as the penultimate, so I guess we've got two more chapters of Paradise Lost to go. I don't remember what it was advertised as. I'm I'm guessing it was advertised as an eight parter, but I mean it's uh, it's taken its sweet time, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to. Uh, Drawing a line under this one and, and getting to uh, whatever's next If, in fact, there's anything next But um, really not a whole heck of a lot to say uh, we're, we're getting to where we need to be The pieces are being put in place And hopefully hopefully we don't have two issues of just fighting But um, hey, maybe it'll just be next chapter will be fighting And then the chapter after that will be the fallout And uh, maybe it'll even work its way into uh, Juggernaut being welcomed on Krakoa and uh, joining the, the Legionaries or the Legion of X or whatever they're calling that team in, uh, in that Cy Spurrier book that'll be coming out uh, eventually. I don't know that it's been officially solicited yet. I know it's been announced, of course. I just don't know if we've, that we've seen it in, uh, in previews just yet. But, but I suppose we will see when we get there. And since we are using the next few episodes to catch up, uh, we'll be getting there pretty darn quick. From here, let's head into our second feature. And, um, well, if the Juggernaut Deadpool story was slight, I don't know what we would call this one. (laughs) What's slighter than slight? I don't know. Uh, This is Life of Wolverine number two. Had a January 2022 release date, I guess. Uh, Chapter two, Animal in a Cage, written by Zim Zim Jub. No, no, Jim Zub. How in the hell did I screw up a, you know, two one-syllable names? Hey. Anyway, Jim Zub wrote this. Uh, art, Ram- Ramon Box. I'm now messing up every name. Colors, Hava Tartaglia. Letters, VCs, Josebino. Edits, Baumgardner, Basso, White, Sabolski. This appeared on the app on January 27th of 2022. So basically, the quick and dirty retelling of Wolverine's origin rolls on here. The chronological retelling, I suppose. And as mentioned... 
very, very slight chapter today, and it's basically an illustrated recitation of events. Really dry stuff, not a whole lot to it, not a whole lot to talk about. This is kind of like the Marvel Wiki, like, threw up on some random Wolverine drawings, and they, they, they decided to publish it. Uh, anyway, so last we left, young, weak, frail James Howlett popped his claws and killed Dog's daddy. Now, we continue from origin as he and Rose have gone on the run. Rose refers to James as Logan, and he decides to take it as his name. He becomes a fighter, who the crowd refers to as Wolverine. Dog eventually shows up for revenge. Of course, those of us who have read Wolverine and the X-Men know that, you know, he, he makes it out and he shows up later on down the line. Uh, Logan accidentally kills Rose. And the art in this scene is um, unintentionally hilarious. Like... Wolverine is literally running her through with his claws, right? While calmly saying, Rose, no. And, like, it doesn't look like there's a struggle or uh, it doesn't look like there's a mistake here. It just looks like he's, like, very, very calmly killing her. Anyway, from here, he decides to leave humanity altogether and he starts running with a wolf pack. He's eventually captured by a guy called Hugo the Great and his associates Saul and Clara Creed. So uh, we are squarely into Origin 2 now. And yeah, the creeds here are related to Sabretooth. Uh, He's their brother. Anyway, Logan is locked up here, and he's kept as a circus attraction. Hugo refers to him as the Clawed Man of the Woods, a marvel of the modern age. Hugo the Great is eventually killed by one Dr. Nathaniel Essex, who we all know. Now, Essex would go on to perform grisly experiments on Logan, but he would eventually escape. And he would make his way to... Where else? The lawless shores of Madripoor. And yeah, that that's it. That's the entire thing. Uh, I guess next time we'll uh, we'll see him in the lawless land of Madripoor. But uh, yeah, not a whole lot to this story. And you know, when uh, when we boil it down or distill it to its essence, um, <laughs> it makes you feel like we wasted a lot of time and money on Origin and Origin Two, doesn't it? Not a whole heck of a lot went down, apparently. And I can understand and appreciate not dwelling or over-dwelling on, on these events here as, you know, I guess if we are just going blow by blow, we, we got the blows here. <laughs> and uh, there really uh, doesn't need to be a whole lot of uh, elaboration, especially since this is a whole different animal here. This is a primer, basically. And primers, you know, pri- professional primers, you know, primers that are that are distributed by DC or Marvel usually suck. <laughs> They're usually very, very uh, inch-deep, mile-wide, and only shine a light on certain elements of a character's history. Like, whereas if you were to look at an index written by a fan or an obsessive type, you're going to get a lot more information, a lot more useful stuff. It's going to be a lot more to chew on here. Whereas, you know, Marvel, and I don't want to use the word agenda, but they certainly have the story that they want to tell, the elements that they want to highlight, and the elements that they wish to hide. So we're getting, and again, I don't want to say agenda, but uh, we are getting a very curated uh, tour of Wolverine's history here. And uh, it's hardly worth the effort in reading, much less, you know, scripting a synopsis for and uh, attempting to discuss and analyze on the air. But um, that is our lot, so we will continue doing it. Uh, I just don't expect to get a whole lot out of it. If, the, if, we, if these first two chapters are anything to go by, it might be a safe assumption to not expect 
all that much from this series moving forward. Hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. But uh, we will uh, we will see as we get there. Really not a whole heck of a lot to say. Not a whole lot of meat on this bone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe next chapter's uh, Madripoor deal will give us something to talk about. Though, uh, again, not holding my breath. But I think that's all I have to say about our stories for today. Um, before we get out of here, let's pop into the mailbag here. We got one letter. And believe it or not, it's about Wolverine. And it's from our friend Evan Bevins. He's talking about Wolverine number 17. And he says, It was good to see Jeff Bannister back and some of the elements being tied together here. While Wolverine hasn't been anywhere near the top of my list in the new era, I do like how Percy seems to just tell whatever story he wants or needs to tell without clumping elements together for a trade. We've got vampires here, we got Russians there. We didn't get all the Jeff Bannister stuff in one six-issue trade, Maverick's story didn't resolve in a single volume, and even friggin' Solemn has become a regular enemy rather than the subject of a six-part storyline. And yeah, you know what? I never really... I never really thought about it. At least not that way, but, um... Yeah, you know what? Points to Percy for doing it this way. Uh, this is the way stories should be told, you know? Um... Uh, we've talked about writing for the trade and whether or not it's something that we've all... Like, is it a mass hallucination that we fans have? Because the industry doesn't like to admit that that's a thing. You know, that's one of the things we've talked about a lot. Me and Reggie used to talk about it all the time, how it was just this this mass hallucination from the fandom. The, the entitled man-babies who didn't want to... Who didn't want the comics uh, formula to change But um, with, uh, with Percy I assumed that it was going to be Like you know how early on In the Dawn of X We had like uh, We had that weird New Mutants run Where like the first three or four issues Were written by Hickman And then we went to the farm For like two or three issues with Brisson Then we went back to the Shi'ar with Hickman And we jumped back and forth I assumed that that's what we were going to get From this Wolverine series like, we're going to get, uh, okay, we'll have three issues of Vampire, then we'll do three issues of Russia, then we'll go back to the Vampires, and then we'll collect that. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure how these are collected yet. Uh, I am doing that uh, triple dip project where I am, you know, combining all the books together in volumized chunks of the the actual issue, the actual series rather than the anthologies right now, but... Haven't gotten a Wolverine yet, so I guess it'll remain to be seen whether or not that's what they're doing. Um, I guess I probably could have and probably should have just Googled it, but uh, you know uh, we gotta we gotta keep the suspense going. That's uh, we have so little suspense in this world, so let's uh, <laughs> we'll worry about that another time. But even with that said, um, your point is well taken because like Maverick doesn't get six issues, does he? He gets like two here and two there. As you mentioned, friggin' Solemn shows up every once in a while We saw him during the, the Exitens, of course And we saw him during the, the, the pirate ship thing with Seaver Blackmore uh, Unless they're gonna just release, like, four-issue trades Which wouldn't surprise me if Marvel did that and still charged the same amount But, uh, fingers crossed that they don't do that But, uh, as a, uh, as a month-to-month reader, as, as I am, and not a trade waiter I can absolutely 100% appreciate Ben Percy writing these as... Serialized stories and not, you know, chapters yet, you know, waiting to be collected So I'm definitely with you there And um, I also agree with your opening statement here Wolverine hasn't been anywhere near the top of my list either But it's often a, uh, it's often an enjoyable read It's just, um, it has the old X-lapsed problem of not offering a whole lot to talk about 
So it's like, okay, we read this issue of Wolverine. It was good. And here's the mailbag. I mean, there's not just not much to say about it, which it makes it something that I I don't want to say dread, but it makes it something that I I get a little bit a little bit jittery as we get closer to a Wolverine day because I know I'm going to be struggling for something to say, and that's uh that's definitely an X-lapse problem. That's not any sort of indictment on the quality of the stories. But I want to thank you so much for writing in to chat up, uh, chat up Wolverine. We don't often get to, as I, as I just said, uh, it doesn't really inspire much conversation. So any conversation we get about, uh, about our main Wolverine series is, is certainly welcome and appreciated. So thank you so much for that, Evan. And I think that's where we'll leave it for today. If anybody out there would like to get a hold of me for any reason, including talking about Wolverine and friggin' Solemn, I would love to hear from you. You can find me several different ways. You can find me on Twitter at Ace Comics. You can find me on Instagram at 90sXmen. You can send an email to weirdcomicshistory at gmail.com or call into the X-Lapsed voicemail hotline at 623-396-JERK. For blog posts and show notes, you can head to chrisisoninfiniteearths.com. You can join us on Facebook. Our group is 90sXmen. Of course, the audio archives are available on all your podcast aggregation applications, chrisandreggie.podbean.com, Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill, X-Lapsed, Weblabs, any of the shows. You can look them up and you should be able to find them pretty easy. Uh, finally, there is the Patreon if you want to throw a little bit of support and get some exclusive content and behind-the-scenes stuff to uh, dig into. Uh, you can head to patreon.com slash xlapsed. But, uh, yeah, that will do it for today. I got a, a few more minutes out of this uh, discussion than I expected, which is a, is a good thing, I suppose. <laughs> but um, I want to thank you so much for uh, deciding to spend a little bit of your day with me today. And until next time, as always, I'll be talking to you again real soon. See ya.